Thanks for joining us here at WagerAger. D-Nice, back with the Bet Crushers. JJ, what's going on? Back with the boys this week. Back good with to be the here. boys. Good to be here. Good to see you. Yanni, good to see you. What's going on, man? Always glad to be here. Another, another day, another week of football. Let's talk NFL. We are at week four, uh, flying by so far. But guess what? We have 18 weeks of the NFL and the playoffs. And did you see that there's going to be a Monday night football game in the playoffs this year, guys? That's interesting, to say the least. Controversial. Who wants that Monday game? None of the teams. None of the teams do. Can you imagine winning a Monday night football game? Obviously, you won't be playing the next Saturday unless something ridiculous happens. I'm sure they're they're not going to have that scheduled, but you're playing next Sunday. Nobody wants that short week. That's going to be a fade spot for, well, how about we see who plays in that uh, Monday night game? So before I get too far ahead of myself, let's uh, <laughs> you're real talk, far ahead talk about yourself. the playoffs in January. It's wow. not even October yet, but we're on the fringe of October, which is kind of crazy. Pretty good month, I'd say, overall in the NFL for us guys. I mean, three weeks, we're up money overall, right? Yanni, props have been decent overall, but your sides have been good. Your teases have been good. Solid month of September overall, right? Yeah, not a bad month. A little disappointed with the prop plays. Kind of went and stretched them a little bit and it didn't really work out. But overall, uh, you know, not a bad month. It's been an exciting month of football, and, and we managed to put together some decent winners. So no complaints. No complaints at all. JJ, do you have any complaints? No. No? Winning. Just winning. Just, winning. just pure winners. Yeah. We're on a hot streak on live streams also, by the way, guys. So yeah, you guys, yeah, you, you've been representing strong. Definitely going to jinx it, but I've said it a couple yeah. times already that didn't jinx it, but I think we're like 7-0 in the last three live streams, so we'll see what... You're like the, the Kirk Cousins of NFL live streams. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite, because Kirk Cousins usually loses. Although Kirk Cousins, if there's one surprise, and maybe it shouldn't be a surprise because he actually is a decent quarterback, he's had a solid month of September, like a really solid month of September on a team. I know that's one and two, but Kirk Cousins... There's not many quarterbacks that have played better than him, right? I, I'll take what I got last week. I rolled the dice with him. You never know what you're going to get, but I rolled the dice with the home dog, and that came up all right. He a career, uh, career type of game for the guy. Now, don't expect that again next week, right? That's <laughs> it's, it's it's the lure of Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? He kind of pulls you in, That's gives you those happens. games like that, and you know I don't think you can really count on it, but. You know, we'll see. It's got a pretty interesting matchup this weekend with, uh, you know, don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but a pretty interesting weekend with matchup with the former coach. So kind of interesting. Cleveland Browns, Stefanski yeah. knows him very well. And that's, yep. is it going to be one of the games you talk about? Maybe at the end, we'll kick it around. But I think that that is, and maybe this is a segue into just week four, because if we spend time talking about what September was in week three, this will be a three hour long podcast, which I'm sure that people struggle to get through 30 minutes as is. But Browns and the Vikings, I think it's interesting that the Browns are favored by two when Seattle was favored by two last week. And there's a lot of people saying, okay, the Browns and Seattle aren't equal, but I think there have been some adjustments because the Vikings took care of business against Seattle last week. It's, it's just been uh, not, not a crazy September, but you take a look at that and it's a similar spot, but I'd have to say that the Browns are a better team than Seattle going into Minnesota. Do we agree on that all around Yanni? Yeah, I would agree with that, but I think people are also recognizing that this Vikings team could be 3-0. and 
Um, and obviously it's a coulda, woulda, shoulda, but I think they've played well enough that they could be 3-0. and And I, I watched that game, the replay of that game, and, you know, we joke about it, but Kirk Cousins looked really, really good in that game. And not just – I saw a stat out there that he has the highest percentage in a clean pocket, which that's kind of always been his M.O., but he looked good under pressure too. I mean, he played a really good game. If they get play like that out of him, that offense, I mean, sky's the limit. Sky is certainly the limit. They played a Seattle team. I'm looking at it 7.4 yards per play tops in the NFL. Seattle sometimes reminds me of the chargers, a better version of the chargers where they invent ways to lose, but very interesting that they're one and two. The Vikings are one and two Vikings could definitely be three and oh, Kansas city one and two. They could definitely be three and oh. So before I list off every team and every record, how about we just talk about the games that we're going to talk about and the games <laughs> Maybe we'll stick to this order, but we're going to do, speaking of those Chiefs, Chiefs, Eagles, Packers, Steelers in Green Bay, Patriots, Buccaneers. That's Sunday Night Football, right? Tom Terrific going back up to Foxborough. Interesting. Ravens, Broncos, can't speak. And then Niners and Seattle. So those are the five games that we're going to highlight. I'm sure that we'll kick it around and talk about some other games too. So without further ado, should we talk about my Eagles? And Andy Reid coming back to Philadelphia. Let's do that one first. I do have a bet on this game, but just to level set, Wednesday evening here, we're looking at mainly Chiefs by seven. A couple books are hanging seven and a half. Looks like uh, minus seven and a half plus 110 at bet online. So let's call it seven over under 54 and a half. Philly started out the year pretty damn well. Everybody was like, oh, Sirianni, should I have had some money on him to be the coach of the year after they throttled Atlanta. Now people are like, should I have money on Sirianni to be the first coach fired after getting throttled in Dallas? I'm sure it's <laughs> not going to happen. I'm sure that there's worse coaches, but the tides have turned here in Philadelphia. The chiefs, on the other hand, they have one of the most efficient offenses in the NFL. I think the only in terms of EPA per play, the only team ranked higher than Kansas city is Dallas. They are one and two. They had some bad matchups, some close losses, You throw it all into the hopper, and I said, you know what? Even before the Eagles got blown out on Monday night, I said, I'm going to dabble in this. I took KC by six and a half. That's now at seven. I still like the seven. I also have KC in a tease. I double dipped. Yanni, we'll kick it over to you first. Do you have anything on this game, and how do you see this going? I think before we dive into this game, there's two things we really have to look at this week. Number one is the opportunity for teaser bets. Um, as you, as we talk about often on here, there's great opportunity with teasers. This game offers one. I think there's legitimately six or seven, maybe even eight teams you could realistically look at teasing this week. Um, Kansas City certainly being one of them, getting under the key number. Now, I don't love the fact of teasing a road favorite per se, but there, you can make exceptions, and I think this is one of them. First of all, I like Kansas City against the spread to begin with. I, you know, initially I kind of thought, well, maybe this Eagles offense can provide some challenge in terms of Kansas City's defense. But the more you really break that down, where Kansas City has struggled is getting beaten in the trenches. And right now, with the way the Eagles are playing in the trenches, the, the injuries they've suffered. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Kansas City will be fine there. So then obviously when you look at the skill positions, they're in great shape. So I think to be honest with you, and I hate to say it, but I think Kansas City does run away with this. And yes, we all know Kansas City hasn't covered a game in like two seasons. We all know that. It's been a while. 
I think they get off the schneid this this week. I think that they they put up an easy 30-35 spot, and I just don't know that that Eagles offense is going to be able to keep up. So I, I think that you can take them against the spread. Uh, small bet on that, but also a teaser getting them under the key number there. So I, I think you got two options there depending on what you like. I am with you as well. I have them on the spread, would take them at seven still. I agree. 30, 34, 35 points. I could see 34, 20. I know that the Chiefs run defense is not that good, but at the same time, does Sirianni actually run the ball? He ran Miles Sanders, two carries, 27 yards. I, I think that changes on Sunday to a certain extent. Could this game be closer than people calling for the blowout of like 33 to 10? Sure. Kansas City, though, last week, 5.8 yards per play, close game against the Chargers, four turnovers, and that's been what has really bit the Chiefs so far as Mahomes turning the ball over late, uncharacteristic. I think it was undefeated in the month of September up until the Ravens lost, which is quite interesting. JJ, thoughts in this game? Are we aligned? Do you see the Eagles sneaking I, in here at all? And don't feel like you need to, you know, take my piece the host and thoughts into account because yeah. I don't care. I know what I'm getting myself into. A hungry team, a hungry <laughs> Andy Reid coming out of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. So out of the hospital, says he's in good spirits, you it's know, good. following a, a very short stint at the hospital, a kind of tight lipped on what happened. Question, you know, does it affect any preparation? Doesn't necessarily sound like that. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, whether that's a, you know, kind of rallying point or a lapse, potential lapse in, you know, what we're going to say and see in the form of preparation. So I, I kind of have to view that as a wash because I honestly don't know how that affects the team. I struggle a little bit with the total here, given the fact that you have, you know, with the exception of the uh, beatdown of Dallas on uh, in prime time. You had a Philly team that you know was playing pretty low scoring type of affairs, um, defense taking care of business, offense doing enough. So you you know week three takeaway makes it a little difficult. And then on the other side of the, uh, the coin, you got Kansas City, who's obviously known for their offense, second most efficient. You know all that sort of thing. We don't expect them to necessarily struggle offensively, especially when you look at last week uh, with the rivalry type of game, division type of game. And three crucial turnovers, and yet you still had an offense that was able to, uh, you know, do what they needed to do except win the game. So you come in here with pretty much two opposite type of teams, the way I view it, you know, putting the Dallas blowout aside. So struggle with the total, um, but I think you have the higher class team, the more experienced team versus Philadelphia, who, you know, they're an emerging offense. They're trying to find their way, system, coach, scheme, all of that. So I think you have to roll with KC. Laying the points is a little bit of a concern for me, but uh, teaser is the way to go. Teaser way to go. Let's hope that they are an emerging offense. They are certainly trying to find their way. Yeah. I always say that things aren't as good as they seem when, like after a win, things aren't as bad when things bottom out. It's somewhere in the middle, unless you're the Jets where things probably are that bad. The Eagles, they're not as bad as what they showed on Monday night, but you're only as good as what you showed us in prime time, right? And they need to get right. There's a situation there at quarterback. 
a couple more games from Hertz looking subpar. I know you can pin it on some of the play calls and the coaching, but they have Gardner Minshew back there. And I'm not saying that he's going to be starting, but I'm also saying I'm in Philadelphia where every day there's a quarterback controversy. So, <laughs> but before we get to that, because that hopefully won't happen until like Thanksgiving or so, let's hope it waits until at least Halloween or Columbus Day. But for the time being here, late September, early October, week four. KC minus six and a half, minus seven's fine. And the T's, good stuff. Should we travel to where next? Should we go to Green Bay? Beautiful Green Bay, Wisconsin against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I've lived in both cities. And what I'll tell you is that the winners in both of these cities are terrible. And I never want to live there again. <clears throat> but, but it's pretty nice typically in September. I saw that this might be a weather game. The forecast has changed a little bit. It's not going to be your Green Bay, you know, January weather. In Green Bay, you could have snow in November, actually, or October. Not having that looks decent at this point. This is a late afternoon game. Green Bay favored by seven for the most part. I'm seeing some six and a half. So I wonder if you guys are seeing six and a half. Interesting. Over under 45 and a half. That's a little bit less than what I would have initially thought. But then we have to take a look at what happened with the Steelers this past weekend and Big Ben looking like he is 60 years old out there. I'm not really sure what's happening mm. there. I have the Chiefs and the Packers coupled together with a tease. That's what I have. I think Yanni has something else in this game and some other thoughts in this game. Take it away, Yanni. What are you thinking about this up in beautiful Green Bay? You can certainly make the case for the tease like you did. Obviously, the number's right. You're getting the better team at home. So I think it teases very much in play there. But I, I went a little different angle with this one. And we talked about this when we live streamed the other night. Green Bay has been a fast starting team. Now, obviously, week yes. one, we'll throw that out the window and, and, and hope that was an anomaly. But generally, they're a first half team. They tend to kind of get up. And then, you know, a lot of times in second halves, they, they kind of slow down a little bit. And I mean, we even saw that against the Niners. They look great in the first half. Second half, they you know, struggled to have to come back and win that game. So when I look at that game, I think that seven's too much to lay. If you don't want to play the teaser there, I think a good opportunity is first half Green Bay. And I think that this is generally a recurring theme for Green Bay when you look at that first half. But you can get that at minus four. Um, you know, you might even be able to get minus three and a half. So when you look at that there, I think they, to your point, I think they're going to get off to a decent start. I think Pittsburgh's still struggling a little bit. I think they're still going to have some key injuries, it sounds like. Um, you know, Big Ben coming out there. I don't know what he's going to look like getting going there. So I like I like the Packers to get up in this game. Um, I, I'd like to assume they probably end up covering the spread, but I'm not positive on that. Um, I feel a lot better about that first half Green Bay number minus four. I was talking about a, one of our live streams where we cleaned up and we went undefeated, which is every live stream right now, about how the first halves, I like the first halves with boy genius, as they call him up here. Two years ago, I was hitting Green Bay first halves, didn't do it too much last year. Let's take a look at what we have this year again. I think that that first week, that week one, I'm not going to call it an anomaly, but there's just certain weeks where when you go down big, you just kind of lay over and you're just like, okay, we're dead. I'm going to leave Florida. It was a weird game playing the Saints coming off that hurricane home game in Jacksonville. Went down early, said, all right, screw it. They've looked impressive since. I like this first half spot. I was telling you guys that I know that there's a lot of teaser legs, a lot of teaser options this week. And I fear that this is one of those weeks where like two or three teams blow it up big time. 
I could see Green Bay winning this game 34 to 10. Like if you told me that it was a 34-10 game, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, okay, Big Ben looked awful again. And the Steelers have a lot of injuries. You could also tell me that it's 23-21 Steelers victory. Tomlin goes in, this this forecast changes, and that the Steelers pull out a victory. And I'd be like, you know what? Not shocking to be either. Like I said before, you're never, it's not as bad as it looks all the time. But maybe it is for Big Ben because that that looked pretty bad to recover from. So an intriguing game. I'm teasing it. That's all I got to say. JJ, any other thoughts? I'm in with the first half. I may tease it as well. You know, I think it's great examples of the first half being a barometer of the game. But if you're gonna if you're expecting them to jump out quickly in the first in the first half, you might as well bet them like that. So I'm on board with that. Struggle to see the angles for Pittsburgh. Obviously, their defense is their calling card at this point in time. They do have a promising young running back, but we're still struggling to see what this this offensive line is about. I'm curious, Yanni, you know, what's your take as far as the Packers' ability to really put a lot of pressure and wreak the type of havoc that we saw last week from Cincinnati? I mean, would you say that the Packers have a comparable type of uh, pass rush that could be disruptive? Well, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Now, if Zadarius Smith was on the field, obviously that would that's change different. things a bit. You know, they're, yeah. they're missing their key key cog there. But Green Bay has not been great at pressuring. Now, they did yeah. do all right against San Francisco. They, they manufactured a little bit of pressure there. But I don't think they're going to be up in Ben's grill like the Bengals were. The Bengals right. were harassing him all yes, day long. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, so I, I think to me, that's what scares me in terms of laying the points with Green Bay. And, you know, even though – my gut tells me they're going to cover that. If I were betting the spread, which I'm not, I would. I think I would actually take Pittsburgh because I think this will be a closer game than maybe some people think. Um, kind of, again, I'm looking at a game script where Green Bay gets out to a fast start, gets a little bit of a lead. Pittsburgh kind of hangs around, finds a way to stay in the game. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting. If the Steelers can't perform in this game, obviously Big Ben's going to be a part of that. Yeah. What I worry about is... I, I worry about the the coverage there in Green Bay for Pittsburgh, meaning I don't know that his receiving core, I'm not even sure that Deontay Johnson's clear to clear to play yet, but whether he is or Our not, um, you know, I don't know that they have the, the that their weapons are going to be able to get the separation that Roethlisberger needs at this point. Right. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, maybe they can run the ball, but again, I think this is really a definitely a interesting game to watch and see how Pittsburgh responds to last week, because we, I think we'll know after this week if Pittsburgh's toast or if they're still alive in this thing, because, you know, depending on how they play here, we'll have a really good idea. We will so far, Pittsburgh, 4.7 points per game on average in the first half. The only team worse are the jets averaging 1.0. So they had one game. I guess they had three points at halftime. The jets have been awful. 4.7 for Pittsburgh. Uh, Not good. But to your point, Yanni, we're going to know a lot about Pittsburgh. If they come out and fall all over themselves and look awful again, this could be a team that struggles to get to five wins, just straight up struggles. It's tough when you're down weapons. Yeah. Claypool being hurt too, potentially, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know what the status. They've got probably four or five key guys in their lineup that are, I think, questionable for this weekend. So that could have a big bearing on things too. But I just I I think their most updated season win total is over under six and a half. Is it six and a half? It's down to yeah, wow versus eight and a half. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what 
I think what's crazy is depending upon what happens this weekend, I think we'll see a shift in that. I mean, if they come out and they can play well, um, I think they're going to be okay. But if they come out and struggle again, this you're right. This team could struggle to win five games. Maybe you get a bounce back spot for Big Ben somehow, but are you going to tell me that he's going to last into January? I mean, maybe he put together a couple of weeks. That six and a half seems spot yeah, on. You don't want to. I don't want to belabor take a look at the their point. schedule, but yeah, yeah, I don't want to belabor the point. But you know, it's one thing when you see a quarterback just have a bad decision making type of game. You know, catch a few bad bounces, whatever it may be, and be like, you know, you're looking for a bounce back. I think the concern is his physical health, his physical ability at this point in time. And that's, you know, yes, you know, Big Ben 10 years ago, willing himself to, you know, through pain to always quarterback. Yeah. Hey, you know, I mean, that all catches up in the long run. And, you know, again, this is a big game to see if there is any spark whatsoever left in this team. We talked about in the offseason, the three of us, we talked about, when Roethlisberger announced that he was coming back, we said that could be the worst thing in the world for the Steelers. And <laughs> could I, be I mean, an underwin total bet. Yeah, I mean, we were half joking, half serious on that. And uh, you know, I, again, I think this this might be a telling week, like JJ said, because it's not just can they bounce back and make plays. It's can can he throw the ball into tight windows? Can he throw the ball downfield? Can he you know stand tall or get out of the pocket? I mean, he's yeah. never really gotten out of the pocket in his career, but I mean, he. Definitely doesn't look like JJ said physically able to play the position at this point. Agreed all around. I think we touched it all there. Green Bay first half, shop it around minus four, maybe get a minus three and a half somewhere in the teaser leg for Green Bay. Good stuff. And we'll see what happens. Hopefully that's not the uh, teaser blow up spot. Another teaser leg, teaser central. And I know we have bets on this also. Patriots hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sunday night football, Tom Brady. Going back up to New England, do you think anybody dares to boo him? Like he won seven Super Bowls up there. It's tough <laughs> oh, here in the Northeast. There's do you no think way. Some drunk, Come drunk on. pack of fans are going to boo him. No, okay. Probably <sighs> should. So probably should just boo me for even bringing that up because that's not something. No, that's no, it's fair. It's a fair question. <laughs> it's a but, Northeast. Yeah, you're drinking know. all day. It doesn't look like it's going to be that cold. Actually, a high of 78 degrees here in Philly on Sunday. You know, people drinking all day. They're like, oh, fucking Tom Brady. He's playing with the... Okay. Anyways. Fucking Tom Brady. Yeah. 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 I, I cannot do the accent as good as... He honor. brought a, a ton of ton of hardware back to that city, so... Seven you know. titles, right? Seven yeah. titles. Speaking I mean, of it's seven, not a LeBron leaving Cle- Cleveland thing true. in his prime, you know. Twice. Twice in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> kind of exactly. mutual parting of ways. Anyway, seven titles. Yeah. The spread is seven. The over-under is 49. I don't think I've seen that over-under budge. Every single book has 49. If you can find yeah. another line, let me know. Seven points. Yanni and I have bucks by five and a half. We hit this, I think, Sunday evening. Bucks by five and a half. This is a teaser leg, obviously. Do I like teasing teams on the road in primetime? The answer is hell no. I do not like that. <laughs> I do not like that at all. But I could see how that might be an enticing teaser leg. JJ, have you dabbled in this at all? Tampa Bay on a tease, Tampa Bay on the spread. I followed the cue on our uh, Sunday, you know, halftime stream that yeah. we did. That was that was the call. We talked about that before jumping on. Yanni put it up on our feed on Twitter. You know about uh, you know he grabbed the five and a half. Six was still out there. I got six. 
it's it's gone you know so the it's equation gone. for me it's is gone. a little bit differently <laughs> it's gone gone yeah but you know you can i'm not as strongly opinionated on laying 7 points i know 6 to 7 doesn't seem like a bunch but at the same time i i feel much more comfortable with 6 now to to look the teaser route that is definitely an option i think you know it's as viable as any of them with the patriots especially just losing you know, James White and a lot of questions there. You had a rough day from the quarterback last week. The rookie um, had some unfortunate circumstances and he had some, you know, ones that were flat out his his whiffs. Does the Buccaneers secondary defense, are they truly what we expected them to be? Have what we've seen out of three weeks, yeah. the trend that we've we've seen out of them, injury concerns, maybe, I don't know. That's what troubles me the most with laying the seven, but obviously you have a much more capable offense in Tampa Bay that could seriously blow the Patriots out. That would be the risk. I do not expect the Patriots to come out and have another three turnovers. I think they had three turnovers as they got their asses kicked for a lack of a better term against the Saints. The Saints, a team that has been up and down right now, right? Well, that one coming out of the half just was the backbreaker. Backbreaker. New England, yep. if New England, obviously the, the big F, but if they could have had a solid drive out of the half and got points, even especially a touchdown, the game has a different context, but right off the fingertips, first play, that was, that was it. That was the backbreaker. You're toast. I will say that I really like my five and a half. That's easy to say when you have CLV. Is it going to be easy to say yeah. Sunday at midnight? We'll see what happens. I think so, but... The yeah. thing that I want to get Yanni's take on, and I think I know the answer, the only pause that I have here, the only pause about putting this into a teaser or even betting the seven, I still like the seven. The only pause is that I think this Tampa secondary has some issues. It's not good. But Tampa offensively has just so much going on, so many weapons. They lost last week. Yeah, guess what? They had zero turnovers, right? It's not like that they played awful. Tom Terrific, you know, he's in the MVP hunt. He's going to be there all year. Yanni, should I be a little bit wary of that for our bets? Uh, no. Good. Short answer, okay. No. Okay. <laughs> now, I will tell well, thank you Thank you very much. Should Tampa be concerned moving forward with the secondary? Yeah. And obviously they were. They brought in Richard Sherman off the scrap heap to try and give them some, some help there. So, I mean, they recognize that's a challenge. In this matchup, it's not going to matter. Uh, you, you know, we saw the Tampa Bay secondary get torched last week. Cooper Cup's playing amazing. Robert Woods, quality guy. Deshaun Jackson, speed burner. We're not playing that this weekend. We're seeing we're seeing Jacoby Myers. We're seeing Nelson Aguilar, whatever you know, Aguilar. It's it's a different beast. But but I gotta say, we started out tonight, and I said there are two things about this week that I wanted to bring, and in typical fashion, I only brought one. So I'm gonna bring the second one here at this point. (laughs) Part of this week, in addition to all those teaser options, is. We, I'm on record here is I think the books get beaten down this week. Do you think so? So it's not that teaser blow up week. Well, now there could be. I mean, obviously, when you're talking about, hey, there's six, seven, eight options for teasers. I mean, they're not all going to hit. There's something's going to happen there. You don't have to pick them all. Right, right. But but I think you don't here, have to pick them all. Yeah. Word to the wise. If there's if there's anything that concerns me about this game at all. 
It's the fact that this is a historical amount of money coming in on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they're getting hammered. They're getting pounded. Earlier tonight, 98% of tickets, (laughs) 98% of money is on Tampa Bay. What I can't understand, and this is kind of the weird, scary part here, is how have the books not adjusted this line? Now, obviously, they did move it from five and a half up to six, seven. So, I mean, they, they have moved it a little bit. But they are still so liable both for a Tampa Bay cover, but also a tease, because I'm sure a lot of people at seven are going to be teasing this as well. So they are on the hook for a ton of money on this game. And, and you know, that's the only thing that scares me a little bit is because when I hear 98% of the bets and 98% of the money on one team, I'm like, oh, shit, this is this is crazy. Yeah. But yeah. But I, listen, though, I'm, I'm sticking to what I what we talked about Sunday evening, which is. Brady's going to come in there. He knows what Belichick wants to do. And yes, I know Belichick knows what Brady wants to do. I get it works both ways there. But I think what we've seen, one thing is Brady's obviously a lot more important than Belichick. I think everybody can agree on that at this point. And I think that Brady's going to come in there. I think Tampa Bay drops 35 points on them easily. I don't even think they they have to struggle to get to that number. And I just can't see that New England offense keeping up, even against a vulnerable secondary, because, again, you got a rookie quarterback who's making mistakes. You've got a, a very, not even mediocre, I mean, below average receiving core out there. So I just don't see, to me, it's a total mismatch. I, I definitely see a 35 to 13 type game where Brady comes in, sticks it to him, does his thing and moves on with life. And I, I just can't see it going any other way, despite the fact that 98% of the money's on there. I don't think that there's enough fat Tony mob stuff in Vegas <laughs> to make New England get this cover. I, I really don't. So when you look at it there, I think that you have to be okay with a couple games this week, siding with the public. And let's let's be honest, the books did okay weeks one through three. They, they had their moments. So I think that this is a little bit of a give back here in the Sunday night game. Tampa Bay, Brady come in. They do their thing. They get out of town with a big win. Big win coming off of a loss. 98% of the tickets, so much money. And guess what? There's going to be more money. And it's a primetime game. People that are either up early on week four or they're chasing their losses primetime. They're not going into primetime betting on the Patriots. I can tell you that much. I'm just curious from your guys' perspective. And obviously, none of us are experienced bookmakers. We, we talked to some. But I'm curious, with 98% of the tickets and money coming in, why hasn't this line continued to shift higher? Because I fully expected this line to get to minus 8 or minus 9 you know, before kickoff here, and it kind of stopped at 7. But with all this money continuing to pile in on Tampa, I don't understand why they're not still adjusting this line. What am I missing? JJ, I I don't don't know know what I'm missing, but tell me what I'm missing, because I think it still could get to seven and a half, eight, eight and a half as more and more money comes in. But to your point, Yanni, you said on Sunday night, I think this thing's going to eight. It's at seven right now. But isn't this the day? Isn't Wednesday the day? day. Yes. So Wednesday's the day. The limits get higher. You would have expected that if they were going to take seven, big money takes seven, that would there would have been a quicker adjustment. I don't I don't know, but I'm with you. I there must be something else going on behind the lines, or the concern is the big swing back. But wouldn't you want that swing back if you've got a 98% you know liability basically on, you would on a given so. side? Or the or or the books, you know, we're talking about all of them pretty much unified here on seven in some capacity. You see a little bit of variation in the juice, but you know. I don't know. It's 
you can't be afraid of too much if, if all the money's on one side, you know, you would want to attract some, but there must be a pretty compelling reason. I don't know. Seven at DraftKings and the Patriots are actually juiced at minus 115. Is there money coming in right now as limits opened up? People are kind of feeling it out. It's Wednesday evening as we're recording this. Maybe Thursday also. Is there money coming in saying, all right, that Tampa secondary. Yanni, I agree. It's not going to matter in this matchup. Belichick, he knows Brady. Does it matter? No. Just look at all the weapons. Is Antonio Brown back or is he still out? Still out? don't. I don't know because he actually tested positive for COVID. So I know with their protocol, he's got to test negative, I think, twice before. And who knows uh, what, so that know guy. what that guy looks like. Yeah. He'll probably test positive for God knows what cocaine this week or something. Should probably <laughs> should probably edit that out. <laughs> Maybe eh, it's, it's just, just a, it's a hypothetical. Yeah. It's a hypothetical. Uh, I'm just saying I, that there's worse things to do the books want to be do the books want to be on the Patriot side. That's another thing that I was about to say. Like, do they want to take this exposure knowing that more and more is going to come in? This could be an epic beatdown. Consider this. All the teaser spots, all the (laughs) teaser legs, plus everybody piling in on the bucks. This could be a big time, I mean, loss for the books, or they could clean up. I don't know. I mean, again, this is like literally as big of a liability as you see in, in any kind of NFL game. So, We'll see if it stays in this direction. Like you said, either the books are going to clean house or the public's going to get their, their, uh, their due for a change here. So we'll see. And, and I obviously, I don't think any of us like being on the side of the public, but again, I, I don't see any path to new England covering this spread. None outside of Tom Brady missing the game with COVID. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just being honest. I don't see any path for Tampa not getting the cover here. That would be it. It's not a weather game. It looks like perfect weather here in the Northeast on Sunday, early October. So, okay. We beat that one down. I'm sure we'll be talking about it. Live streams. Actually, that will be the live stream on Sunday night. So hopefully we're talking about, you know, 31, nothing Tampa halftime lead beating the books into submission. So let's move on. And we don't need to spend as much time on these uh, late games here, late afternoon games, but I think that one of the marquee matchups, and I don't know that I have a ton to offer here, Ravens and Broncos, I think, is a really interesting game. Late on, was that Sunday evening? I saw it and I said, oh, I'm getting one point. I can get Ravens plus one right now in Denver. I was like, I think Denver, I'm not going to call them overrated, but I look at the Ravens stats. It was like, I know they just beat the Lions and that they needed Tucker to hit that 66 year or 66 yard miraculous field goal. I think they played better. The turnovers sometimes haunt the Ravens, but I just said, all right, one point, I'm taking that. As I'm going more and more throughout the week, and the over-under on this is 45. This game, as I'm going more and more through the week here, it's one point. Some books have the Ravens favored. Some pick. It's all about the same right now. More and more I think about it, I'm like, you know what? Denver, home game, in the altitude. Lamar coming out there. That Denver defense, if Denver goes up 13-0 early, do we say good night to the Ravens and they fall in this spot? I'm thinking about buying back in this spot. JJ, thoughts on this one? Because I don't have a ton to offer other than I saw Baltimore as a dog and said, I'm going to take it. <laughs> I'm on the other side. We should have booked each other's action. All right. Save, save the I'm, juice. I'm going to cancel my bet. <laughs> no, don't, don't say that. I No, I, I, I think the, uh, you know, despite Chubb being out, I, I think Denver's defense is legitimate. Um, they'll get a they'll get a tougher test with a quarterback who's arguably playing you know 
I mean, he's a former MVP and he, you know, if he keeps this level up, he could be uh, in for another career type of season. But, you know, it's all about a team, you know, running back situation, but well-coached team. I think you have to, despite the conservative, the, the, the conservative nature of Vic Fangio, Denver is an interesting play. But I still like them. I think Bridgewater is a perfect fit. We talked about this in the preview. I think he's yeah, a really man. good fit for the defense that's behind him, knows how to manage a game. This might be an underplay, to be honest with you. I really looked seriously at under 45. 45. Kind yeah. of a moderate, a lowish type of total for today's game. But I looked that way. I haven't gotten there. I don't know if maybe we get a tick up or something. Not that 45 is a key, but uh, I looked there before going Denver. I went to the Denver side, like the D, um, may play the under as well. I like it. Actually, I don't like it because I have the Ravens, but I, I respect I that. And I'm I'm inching more and more towards this Denver side. Quarterback efficiency, looking at a chart right now, Teddy Bridgewater, number one in the NFL so far, quarterback efficiency. Up there also is Tyrod Taylor, so I'm not sure how much I trust that. But he actually had a good, what, first uh, week and a half? So can't knock he Tyrod did. Taylor. Had a good good start and right behind Bridgewater then is Mahomes. So then maybe I trust this chart a little bit more. Yanni, take it from here. Are you going to veer me more towards his Denver side? Because maybe this is a Denver spot. And maybe I need to look at Lamar and say, you know what? He turns the ball over a little bit risky. And when they go down in games, minus that Chiefs game, they're usually toast. I, you know, I've got to side with JJ on this one. I think that what he laid out there, both with the under and I think Denver at least seems like the right side, um, if for nothing else, because they're at home. I don't have strong feelings on this game. And obviously, I think the fact that it is a, a one point spread. I think it could go either way, which that spread kind of alludes to there. Um, You know, some of the sharper betters that we follow, it seems to be pretty split. I've seen some people that really like like Denver this week. I've seen some that really like Baltimore. Um, To me, that's all I need to know to pass on this game. Yeah, I think I I think it is a little bit too questionable here. I the one thing I, I I like Denver's defense a lot. There's a lot to like there. The one thing that I think you can keep an eye on in this game is that Denver's used to kind of playing those drop back passers in their division, Mahomes, Herbert, Card. Not that not that Mahomes can't scramble, not that Herbert can't get out of the pocket, but they're not really used to playing. Like this is kind of a weird matchup. And sometimes you don't know, even a good defense, you don't know how they're going to respond to playing them like uh, Steelers or, or Bengals or Browns would know how to play against Lamar Jackson, or at least have an idea of how they want to play against them. So to me, it's a pass. I think this is going to be a fun game. I think it'll definitely be one that, that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But I, I think if you ask me gun to my head, I would go with Denver and I would go with the under. But again, I don't have strong feelings on that. And it'll definitely be a pass for me. Okay. Pass for you. I could always get the Broncos plus one and hope that it ends in a tie and hit both bets. <laughs> <laughs> a 24-24 tie in Denver. The weather is not going to be super Denver-like. Although... I'll tell you what, the weather in Denver swings around. It's going to be a high of 80 degrees on Sunday. So it's not that early October chill, anything like that. Pretty ideal weather. Denver, you can get snow in September. You can get 80 degrees in December. And sometimes it happens back-to-back days. It's wild out there. Beautiful place, though. So, okay, pass on that game. If nothing else, it's it's an intriguing game to watch. Can Denver go to 4-0, right? It would be 4-0. That's unexpected. 
their season win total preseason was what? Eight and a eight? half? Eight? eight? Eight something. Yeah. Eight, eight and a half. But we did talk about. We did we talk said, about or, the over. We, yeah. we, and we did talk about the fact that they have one of the higher ceilings in the league. So it was, it was a little bit of a question mark of whether they'd reach that ceiling. But we definitely talked about they had the potential to really put some things together if Bridgewater played well, if that defense played well, and at least through three games. And I know the competition hasn't been great, but through three games, Bridgewater's playing well, defense is playing well. Taking and I think if business. they were asked to cover a larger spread against a quality opponent, the conversation would be different. You know, I mean, it was one thing to go to Jacksonville, um, you know, and play the level of, of competition and, and get to the point where you're laying points like that. But if, if this was, you know, Denver three, it's a different it's a different bet altogether. Yeah, and definitely. I think that's what to keep an eye on because of the conservative nature of the offense, a good but conservative offense with a stellar or you know, a, a, a higher tier defense. I shouldn't say stellar because you're right. You know, they do have holes, but that this is one where, you know, Denver is a short home favorite, especially with the crowd, you know, really. Um, you know, they're, it, the season's early and they, they've won three games in a row. And now they, they come home, they play a, a, a playoff team, MVP yep. quarterback, all that yep. sort of thing. I think it really sets up to be a good environment at home for them. And over under 45, I'm not going to touch anything, but I'm going to enjoy that game. There, there's some really good games in that 405, 425 session. Let's talk about another one, including Pittsburgh and Green Bay. For some reason, I thought that was another game. That is a, a late game. Another late game that we're going to talk about here. Niners in Seattle. The Niners are at home, correct, fellas? Yes, Niners at home, favored by three. This is moving around a little bit. Some books at three, some books at two and a half, over under at 52. I made a bet right before we started recording here based on some insights and analysis from Yanni. I like what he had to say. I'm not even going to spend time bullshitting. I'm just going to give it over to Yanni. Your thoughts on this game? Is Jimmy G going to cover the three-point spread in San Francisco? <laughs> I, I hope the answer is no, because I'm on Seattle, and, and I'll just yes. tell you why. Um, now, I, I, full honesty, I missed on San Francisco last week. I thought they were going to be able to take care of business against Green Bay, and they did not. Although they did have a chance in the fourth quarter there, if Jimmy G didn't uh, throw the ball behind himself for some reason as he was under pressure there, but yeah, um, that happened. It, and then they somehow had the lead after that. They somehow took the lead after that. I don't get it. I, I know, I know. So solid coaching offense. That's why. I think this is one of those typical NFC West powerhouse games where you've got two quality teams. They know each other. I think it's going to be a physical game. Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but that's why I like the points. I think if you're getting three, if you can get that three, which is still available in a lot of books, I think you got to take that. Now, I'll be honest, I have Seattle winning this game outright, so you could even sprinkle some money line in there if you feel strongly Ooh. enough about Seattle. But but I like the three points. I like the fact that a couple things here. Rus Russell Wilson coming off of two losses. Now, there's a reason they've lost two games, but – I like them to bounce back here. He's he's played what he's played well, generally speaking, in San Francisco over the last handful of years. I like their passing attack versus that San Francisco secondary. San Fran's thin at the corner. I think that Metcalf and Lockett can exploit that a little bit. I think Wilson can exploit that. And I think Wilson knows that this is a little bit of a, a kind of a must win early in the season. They don't want to fall to one and three. Um, I think he's going to be out there doing his thing, running, whatever. Now, the one concern I have is when you flip it to the other side there, that Seattle defense has, has not looked great. And they started the season looking okay, and then it's like halfway through week two, all of a sudden it's like they forgot how to play defense. I'm not exactly sure why or how, 
but we've I we've seen this before too. We have, <laughs> we've certainly we have. seen this. We, we have, but I do think that they, they have a favorable matchup. I mean, we know San Francisco is also a little bit thin at running back. I mean, they, they, who they trot out Trey Sermon last week and he didn't look that great. They didn't seem to be blocking that well. Um, outside of Debo Samuel, they haven't really thrown the ball very well this year. Kittle's been kind of hit or miss. I mean, he did come through for us with our second half bet. So thank you, George Kittle, for that. But yes, thank I, you. Thank you. I, but I think really when you look at it, though, I think that this seems like one of those games that Seattle's going to go in there and steal a road win. If you're not confident enough to take them on the money line, if you can get three points, I think that this is probably a close game. And if you're getting that three in a divisional game with Russell Wilson coming off of two losses, I'm taking those three points. Taking those three points. Who knows if three points will be out when we release this Thursday, Friday. But if it's still there, take a look at it. The money line right now, best I could find, DraftKings has a plus 130 on Seattle. And I'm not going to call it a must win for Seattle. But if you take a look at their schedule, Next Thursday night, they're playing the Rams. That's a tough one. They're playing the Steelers at home, October 17, 10 days rest. I feel like that's a, a Seahawks win right there, but who knows what's going to happen in that game. Then they have the Saints. They have the Packers in November and mid-November. So not a must win. Obviously, there's 18 weeks. One and three wouldn't be the end of the world, but another division loss. Then on a short week against the Rams, who look like they're in contention for 13 to 14 wins. I mean, who knows? Like I said, it's not always as good as it seems early on, but the Rams look like they're Super Bowl contenders. You need to take care of business in this game on the road against Jimmy G, who is quite frankly, not that good of a quarterback. JJ, are we aligned here? Are you, you taking Seattle? I made it one and a half. no. Oh, yeah, I am taking Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I made the game Niners minus one and a half with some injuries. Okay, and okay. Same thing, as, same thing as you. When we got on the uh, on the call, we discussed it. You know, if that was that, – that pushed me over the uh, edge there. So, I'm on, on the play as well. Plenty of injuries for the Niners. I mean, I thought that it yep. was an anomaly in 2020. It was like, all right, they had that Super Bowl run. They lost the Super Bowl short offseason. They had all these injuries. They have a – bunch of injuries again i mean a couple they, of they have a hard we have time. a pair of good teams that both have significant flaws yeah. divisional game getting three i'll take it 24 23 seattle there you go like i like which it. would play to the under actually because the under the over under is 52 right i 52 like the under is in this one too I haven't gotten there yet, but I do like the under in this game for some reason, but I probably yeah. won't play it because my biggest concern is the Niners defense getting torched Yes, and the Seahawks being a little porous and giving up some wacky runs. So I'm not sure if I can get there with the under, but I do lean that way. And tell you what, if Seattle, if Seattle is at two and a half, that's another, it's not a sexy teaser like, but that's another tease that I bet you people are going to put in two and a half, get Seattle up to eight and a half, nine, Not bad. a lot of teaser legs and teasers have hit for the most part this season. Like there have been very few spots where the typical Wong teaser, like the typical teasers have not Mm -hmm. hit and we'll see what happens this week. So, okay. That's our slate of five games. How about for a few more minutes, we kick anything else around any other bets that we have. I can go first and say that I got on Dallas early. Did I predict that win? So maybe in the back of my head, I was like, Dallas is going to kick the shit out of Philly and this offense is really good. Maybe, but Dallas minus four, it's convenient that Carolina has a bunch of injuries in the secondary. A bunch of injuries overall. Is Christian McCaffrey playing? He's out, right? Yep. That should help me too. That line. Here, here's the interesting part of this. 
that line after Dallas murdered the Eagles was a 41-21, and it felt like more for me. That line was five and a half. I don't think it ever got to six. It might have gotten to six at some books. It's coming back down, guys, now to four and a half on Wednesday evening. I still like Dallas in this spot. I think I know this offense is awesome. Dak, if he keeps this up, not just comeback player of the year, which is a bet. Like I think I saw that at even money. That that's a bet that might oh. be worth taking for comeback player there, Dak, as long as he stays healthy, right? Uh, he yeah. could be in the MVP race too, depending how this season plays out. I like this spot. The Panthers, I guess there's a lot of people today that when the lines opened up, Sharps came in and said, well, the Panthers D is is dominant, but look who they've played. I mean, obviously they've taken care of business like Denver, like Arizona. They've beaten the teams that they should beat, I guess, but give me Dallas in this spot. Yanni, yeah, we- any thoughts or yeah, yeah. I was going to say, we talked about this a little bit beforehand, you know, trying to, trying to sleuth out the move against, and the only, especially with the injuries and the performance of the, you know, the Panthers defense secondary, um, trying to fill a quick hole, all that sort of thing. The only reasonable answer is the rest discrepancy. Wouldn't you think, you know, Cowboys coming off a Monday night, Panthers played Thursday night. Otherwise what's, what's the angle uh, for the Cowboys against the Cowboys at home with that offense. That's a good point. The rest angle. I'm shocked though, that this has come back down to four and a half. Yanni, are you thinking about this at all? It, this game's a pass for me. I think you got strength on strength with that Cowboys offense versus that Panthers defense. I'm concerned a little bit with Carolina's injuries, but to your point, it, it seems like sharps like Carolina here. So it's a lot of for me, a lot of mixed signals, a lot of different things going on and, and nothing I can really pinpoint on. If you ask me gut feeling, I think that Dallas is going to come out and score a lot of points because that's what they do. And I think they can come away with this cover. Um, but I don't feel confident enough to bet on it based on all those other things that you guys that we mentioned there. The Sharps being on the other side of me doesn't make me feel good, especially on a Wednesday. And the limits open up and they are against D-Nice. So I don't feel good about that. Dallas team total, team total, I don't have it up in front of me. Is it around 27 and a half, 28? I think it was 28 and a half when I left. Like, yeah, it might have even been a little higher than that. Um, I think I'd rather have Dallas if this gets back down to 4. 27 and a half. 27 and a half is a little Minus intriguing. 120 to the over. Yeah, All 27 right, and yeah, a half. That's a little right. bit of juice. 27 and a half is a possibility. But again, if you think that Carolina keeps this defensive effort up, don't take that. So maybe just wait and see. Okay. Any other games? I mean, we we skipped a really intriguing game. Well, the, we talked about it in the beginning, actually. Didn't handicap it. Browns and Vikings. Do you guys have any bets on this? I do not at the current time have anything on this. Same here. I don't have anything. Yeah, no. I, I've got Fine. a couple things that you can look at there. I've got one okay. bet in, um, but I think that this is an over game. Um, I, right now it's at 51 and a half. Now I was able to get that at the kind of the key over number of 51 there, but even at 51 and a half, I think for these two teams, that's low. I think they're both going to score pretty easily. Um, we talked about cousins a little bit at home. I think he's going to do just fine. I don't think we're going to see a repeat of what Cleveland did to Justin Fields in that bears offense. So I, I like, I like the over in this game, but I also think when we talk about teasers again, you can get Minnesota at home plus eight. That's um, intriguing. I, I can't yep. see him getting blown out at home, even against a good Cleveland team. So I think you got a couple options there. Uh, one other bet that I could mention that kind of involves this game that's out there. 
We haven't talked really about futures, and I wanted to throw one out there. Yeah. As you were mentioning comeback player of the year, you can get Miles Garrett right now, five to one defensive player of the year. Um, and can I think you really? Least, because I saw four to one yesterday. I'm going to hit five to one. You can. He was five to one on a couple sites. He was four fifty. He was four to one. So somewhere in that four to one, five to one range there. And I realize we're only three weeks into the season, but right now he's the clear leader in the clubhouse, I think. And assuming he can stay healthy, I think that he's just going to continue to have his season. I think it's his time. So for those numbers, I think you take a shot with a guy that's leading after the first uh, almost quarter of the season here. So that's something that you can mention there as well. I love that. And I'm not sure if I told you guys, but I had a notification in my phone on Monday to check for Miles Garrett defensive player of the year props. I pulled it up. Whoa. It was plus 275. I was like, no, that's that's not good. I saw, I think I saw four to one late last night. I almost hit it and said, All right, maybe the Browns lose this game against Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins keeps this up. It was like maybe I can get like a six to one, five to one. I think I'm gonna do that. But that's where I'm at right now is notifications in the phone being like, check things because he, he had, yeah. Set a reminder. September. Yeah. That's it's going to be his, it's going to be his award to lose this year. I mean, he, he's going to have to probably be injured or something crazy is going to happen. It's his to lose five to one. And if you're looking for MVP value, Mahomes was up at eight to one. I actually hit a little bit of Tom Brady at 10 to one. I hit it at Fandle first at eight to one. They let me cancel and I saw 10 to one. So that's something to keep in mind that I could never in the past make a bet and cancel it. These books just let you cancel things if you want. I'm like, all yeah. right, well, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, cancel for the same amount that I bet it for. I'm like, I'm going to price shop. Okay, DraftKings is hanging 10 to 1. So that's that's what competition is, man. Competition's yes, that's good. It's good, but uh, very good bet there with Miles Garrett. Well, with that, I think we can close out this week's show. A lot of, lot of content, a lot of bets there. Live streams will be up and running again Sunday night. Monday nights, we'll see if that comes around. It depends on people's schedules. Who's playing on Monday night this week? That that should be Vegas and Chargers. Oh, yeah. so yeah. Vegas and Chargers game. Vegas and Chargers. That that should be a high could be a high school. I think so. Affair. Yeah, yeah. Could be a good game. Good stuff. Didn't handicap that, but I'm sure Yanni may, might have a prop bet in an article. I might have a video or something stupid out with a bet on that. Live streams will be out there, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of plenty of angles on there because that could be a player prop game and a half right there. Hitting some overs or maybe the over-unders get too high and we come back with some unders on Monday. The opportunities are endless in sports betting. So, JJ and Yanni, I appreciate it. Let's get this in week four. Let's do it. Grabbing us.